0: To go to sleep when I got you next to me All night, I riot with you I know you got my back and you know I got you So come up, come up, come up Let's get physical
1: Persondetie the Mirza Erdat Vipra is a platform where we share stories of rising Albanian figures located around the world. We share these real stories in hopes to inform and to inspire action in you or anyone relentlessly going after their dreams. Welcome, welcome. I know it's been a few months now that we've Mm -hmm. been trying to make this happen. Um, Ilyana, uh I love your name by the Thank way you. it's so cool <laughs> were Thanks. you born, were you born here or were you born in Albania
0: yeah I was born over here I was born in the Bronx so I grew up around plenty Albanian families but not in Albania but I did travel there like every single year I have a house there I have family there so
1: wow very cool
0: yeah.
1: um, personally I would describe you as someone that's beautiful, young, fit, full of wisdom, and you seem to constantly be learning. Uh, You call yourself a holistic fitness trainer. What what does
0: that mean to you? So obviously, I'm a trainer, I'm a personal trainer, I have my certification from NASM. So I've always been into fitness. But the holistic side of it is just looking at your fitness goals from all sides, right? So we're looking at emotionally, physically, spiritually, what your gut health looks like, what your everyday looks like, what your habits are, what kind of toxins you're exposed to. Um, Because I kind of learned the hard way that I was trying to reach my goals, but I wasn't doing it by looking at every single thing that my body is capable of doing. So that's kind of how I got the holistic side of the personal training aspect.
1: When you say that you have a certificate, what does that mean? Uh, or a training? What does that yeah, mean? Yeah, so
0: I got my NASM certification a few years ago. Uh, I just pretty much took an exam, studied for a few months, spent a lot of money, took an exam, passed the exam, and now my license, um, or I'm a certified personal trainer.
1: Wow, very cool. And for how long have you been doing this now?
0: Seven years.
1: Seven years, yes, wow. Long time. Wow. What would you say like led to to this to this journey or to you know continuing to to be in in, in this field for seven years?
0: So honestly, I have literally no idea. what I I went to school actually for broadcasting. I wanted to be a news reporter. I wanted to be a talk show host. That's always what I wanted to do. So that's what I pursued oh. when I was in college. And um it was so funny. I was working at a insurance brokerage. I was like twenty, nineteen, twenty years old, working as an insurance broker, like while going to school and just trying to like find something to do. Um and I was approached with a friend of mine at a Starbucks to join a new gym that opened up and I was like, Okay, like why not? You know, like I used the gym at my school, like why not I try like why not try something else? So we tried it out. Um, they gave us like a week free pass, so we went every single day. And um, one of my good friends now, who was a salesperson there, he approached me and he was like, "You guys look like you have no idea what you're doing." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't." Like I was literally doing like air squats, and then I would do some crunches, and then I'd go on the treadmill, and then I'd go home. So he's like, "How about you come work out with me? Like both of you guys can come work out with me for a few days and see how you like it, you know?" And I was like, "Okay." And that's kind of when I got introduced to lifting weights. I started squatting, learning how to squat, doing lunges, like I was actually putting weights on my back and using them, which that wasn't something I ever used before or did before. And after a year of doing that, he was like, You really he's like, you really started to pick up like how it works, you know, like how to progress and how to use the weights and to you knew proper form. He was like, Why don't you get your certification? I was like Hmm, I never thought of that. I always wanted to be a talk show host. So here so I am seven to, years later. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, you know, training with weights is something that like most people are not really trained to do. So was that something super new? Was that something like, was it intimidating for you as a woman to like pick up weights and like put them on your back or were you worried at first or how,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, I was, I, I had no idea what to expect because every time I thought bodybuilder, I just thought like, I'm going to be jacked. I'm going to be super tan and I'm going to be like (laughs) muscular. I'm going to just look very manly. And I never expected um, it to be something, you know, that I would love so much. And also I had way more control over how I wanted my body to look than what I thought. You know, I just thought, okay, I'm going to lift weights. And then I'm just going to be like super muscular when, after doing it for a year I was like wait it's actually really hard to get that muscular it's like (laughs) way harder than I thought but yeah it was intimidating at first but you know I feel like once you get into the groove of it it gets way easier.
1: Um, And then your your training for broadcasting I feel like you're putting it to good use um, (laughs) because you do have a YouTube channel and you're so you're so constant like on the Instagram channel where you make these really really cool videos and they just look effortless and they're funny and they're, you know, motivating in so many ways. Like, I love watching your videos every Thank single you. time. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's so it's funny kind of how it works, because when I graduated, YouTube, Instagram, like they weren't really popular things. And I remember when I first started posting on Instagram in 2015, when it came out, um, it was in 2010. It was one of those years. But when it first came out, I was posting a lot. And that wasn't like a common thing. So a lot of people are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you posting on Instagram? Like, this is so new, you know? And I just didn't really care. I kind of just did whatever. Um, And that's also when uh, I posted like my first Facebook, my first real Facebook video, which was um, should Albanian girls say, and that was like the first viral video that I've ever posted. And it had like 75,000 views from people all over the world. And it was so it was so weird. Um, cause a lot of people still remember that I did that and I got so much backlash because it was so weird to like going viral. wasn't a thing, you know, it was
1: just,
0: no. it d- it didn't happen when social media first came up. Um, but by the time I graduated, being a YouTuber was very new and I didn't really understand it. And I was like, how can you just be like on video acting like a talk show host when you're not, when you don't have any background, like it just didn't make sense to me. But now, obviously, anyone can do. I mean, essentially anything. You could be a podcast, you could make your own YouTube channel, you could be your own influencer brand, whatever you want to do. So it was just one of those things where I didn't think I'd ever be able to do it, and now I just it came in handy having that type of background now because I'm like, wow, like all my broadcasting, you know. Yeah, you you that almost saw,
1: you was, you, was yeah, you almost saw it as like, okay, this is the future. This is what we have to do. This is what I have, you know, need to to yeah. stay up on and like learn in order to build, you know, your brand and, and mm-hmm. everything that you want to put out there. Um,
0: are you really close to the Albanian community? I would say, yeah, I'm pretty close. I mean, it's, for me, it's kind of like a bittersweet uh, relationship that I have because I've always been very close to, because my dad's an author. My dad is also into politics and he speaks a lot for Albanians. He's come out with books regarding Albanians and also Albanians in Montenegro, since I'm from Montenegro and Chin. And so he speaks out a lot and I've always been with him. So uh, I've always been close in that aspect where I've always wanted to do more and help as much as I can. Um, But this, this, when you, when you, I feel like when you want to be successful in the Albanian community, it's always going to come with either backlash or people are going to support you. It's like no in between, you know, so yeah, I do try to get myself as involved as possible. And I hope that as my brand grows, there's more that I could do directly to influence our community okay. in a positive way.
1: So in, in Ulcin and Montenegro, how, how big is the Albanian population? Very,
0: it's predominantly Albanians, yeah.
1: Okay, so it's pretty yeah.
0: big. Yeah. And,
1: and your dad has always had like that political uh, background there. He was born there, obviously. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of books does he write? I'm just so he
0: curious. Wrote, yeah. So he wrote one, one book about Albanians in Montenegro and just our history of like how we've gotten there, how Montenegro has changed as a, as a whole. Um, also, how a lot of Albanians are treated in Montenegro since we're not treated very um, great there so you know there was a period of time where it was very dangerous to be traveling throughout Montenegro if you were Albanian so he does have a book regarding that and um, he's very passionate about sticking to your roots and even though I'm from Montenegro I always say I'm Albanian because I am and just being really tied to who we are as a community and never forgetting our history so that's really big for him.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's so awesome. I would love to to get a coffee. I would love to totally. Well, it. let him know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally hear you when you say um, it, bittersweet. I don't know why that happens. I don't know why oh, yeah. we have these like clashes sometimes within our communities when we. I feel
0: like we should all kind of support each other with for what we're doing.
1: Totally.
0: Yeah, it just sometimes doesn't work out like that. I. It's also. I mean, I don't really know. I've always been outspoken I always try to I'm just also a very blunt person so I feel like the way people read me unless they hear me talking they're like oh is she kidding or is she serious and they genuinely (laughs) have no clue but I think also I think a a real issue that we have is um obviously we don't talk about mental health enough in our community that's like evident you know um but another thing is we really don't just we don't talk about health at all in general we don't talk about how um poorly made a lot of our traditional foods are, you know, with the vegetable oils and the frying and the starch and the excess carbs. And, you know, all those are big issues. And a lot of, a lot of our, um, elders end up dying of things like with things like diabetes, stroke, obesity problems, you know? So those are, those are a lot of topics that hit home for a lot of us. And we kind of don't want to hear the reality of how we can prevent those things, you know? So, um, we just, we almost see it we almost see it as like it's super cultural
1: we're obviously very proud yeah. to be Albanian we love the yeah. Albanian food what i mean you know it's part of like our pride but at the same yeah. time you're saying hold on a second you can be you can have that pride mm-hmm. but change your food change your diet so you can live longer you yeah that's so-
0: that's political that's controversial <laughs> in itself you would be, you would honestly be shocked i mean i always say like i love having my pita, you know, I love having my guru and fasul and my palachinka in the morning. Like, I love that. But obviously, you want to keep your culture, you know, keep the traditions, but there's always ways to make it better, you know, like even making my palachinka instead of you know, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, you use avocado oil. And I'm like, yeah, I use avocado oil instead of vegetable oil. Vegetable oil is highly inflammatory in the body. It goes rancid in the stomach. So it's just not benefiting us at all. And those are the, those are the types of oils that lead to stroke and heart disease and all these other obesity-related issues. So just changing the quality of the ingredients. You know, you could make pizza a spinach, but have organic spinach, you know. Change it a little bit. Don't add the extra um, vegetable oils, the canola oil you know you know let's step away from vegeta in literally everything or let's find an organic version of vegeta you know where the Mm -hmm. spices aren't sprayed with pesticides and herbicides you know so there's always ways to keep the culture but make it a little bit better make it a little bit healthier for us to eat so that we don't end up with the same same ailments our parents and our grandparents had you know because that's a big thing that's a lot where my um, journey starts is I see how a lot of, you know, my grandmother suffered with breast cancer. My mom has issues too with Hashimoto's and diabetes. My grandfather had diabetes. So these are all issues that I just don't want to have, you know, now or even older. So I, I do what I can now to prevent those.
1: Do you think they can be easily prevented?
0: Yes, I do. I think if we get closer to nature, I think also if we get closer to stepping away from the American diet, that's big too. You know, it's a lot of fats that we just don't need, like the olive, like not the olive, the um, canola oils and the sugar, the table salt. Like we got to step away from those. It's just not the fast food, you know, it's not part of our real diet. And we've always seen, um, there's so much research and data around, the Mediterranean diet and why it's so great. And that's because of like the olive the olives that we eat and the vegetables that were always around, the protein. You know, it's one of the most um, important diets that are out there right now. And there's so much research that backs how great it is for the body. And I think if we actually get closer to the real ways that we used to eat, the herbs and the teas yeah. and the real milk that we would get. Like I remember growing up when I would go visit my grandmother in Albania. She, I wanted cereal one day, and she literally went out to the cow, and literally milked the cow into my cereal bowl. And I was like, "What are you doing?" But now I'm like, "Oh my god, I wish I had that experience again because yeah. that's such fresh. Um, it's, you can't get any fresher than that, obviously. You know, so you know. Yeah, I
1: remember going to my grandpa's village, literally in the middle of like nowhere in the mountains, and. <laughs> my grandma always had like you know the thing where you make cheese you know mm-hmm. like obviously the cows yes. were there the sheeps yes. were the sheeps were there some a you know, couple donkeys were there but like as soon as you entered into the gates it from like the top the ceiling all of it was in grapes all the way till oh you God. got to the house Amazing. and then on the way like driving to to his house was just olive trees and olive trees just it. like just like the regular trees that we see here I mean just covered just yes. the other trees just just olive trees and I, that's just what was normal you know what I mean yeah and
0: we don't have that anymore you know I would kill to be able to stay to you know my grandmother goes back to Albania every year for like six months obviously because we have property there she lives she'll literally live there for half a year if she could um lucky. but yeah, I know I'm like take me with you but she <laughs> as soon as she gets there she starts gardening she starts growing her own stuff she starts getting like the raw butters and the milks and the cheese like that's where she feels the healthiest And I'm like no wonder because the diaf that we get here is not the same diaf that we're gonna get over there like the real diaf you know obviously maybe if you go to in the Bronx to Arthur Avenue it's like pretty like real stuff but <laughs> you know you we don't always have that type of access FYI. But, <laughs> but yeah yeah But yeah, it's just, I think if we just get closer to how life used to be, you know, think about it, people would wake up. And as soon as they wake up, they weren't grabbing their phones, they were go tending to their farm animals, you know, they got the sun in the morning, that's, these are free things that we could do that we that we just neglect, you know, it's, it's mentally hard to not want to wake up and then pick up your phone. And then by the time you get breakfast, it's like 11 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, no, they were up and ready to go as soon as they got up. They went to bed when the sun went down because the animals were finally sleeping. And then they get up with everything else. So it was like the hustle and bustle. That's what kept them healthy, living in the mountains and living in the countryside. So I think if we get closer to that lifestyle, we'd all be better off, you know?
1: I totally agree. My grandma uh, is still is still alive, and she's Got over love. 100 in that same village, you know, because... Yeah everything has been grown by that, by her hands in that land, you know, and by the village, there's running water, just like downstream, real water, her. yes, like real water where it's so cold. And it's like that real, like spring water. Mm-hmm. It's just, she's a hundred plus. I mean, we stopped counting now. Cause we're like, you know, yeah. no, we're, <laughs> we're not going to hold it like against her. Let's just like, keep living, like keep doing your thing. And, And she's fine. Mentally, she's just sharp, you know?
0: Yeah, I believe it.
1: Yeah. But again, you know, we have our luxuries. Mm -hmm. We're surrounded by it, but we just have to, I think, balance it out Yeah, um, with that old world.
0: Yes. And that's exactly how I try to just live my life. You know, I know a lot of people um, like to focus on the fact that I'm always like, Organic this, organic that, but they also fail to see like all the free things that I um, try to implement in my daily life, like getting sun, moving every single day. You know, I do have access to a yard, which I know is a luxury for many, especially living in the city, but I take full advantage of that yard. I get outside as much as I can. I get my bare feet in that grass. Like these are free things that we could do every single day. I meditate every single night. Um, I journal also free, you know. So, I think if, you know, if you're in a place where you don't have the resources right now to spend on getting like the most organic foods, hey, it's free to eat less junk food, right? Because you're not spending the money to buy it or have it in the house, you know, it's also way more, um, it's easier on the pocket to buy in bulk. So I'll always buy like rice in bulk and oats in bulk, you know, like you try to buy those things in bulk. So you go to Costco, they have better um, prices they have things that are bigger for you know bigger families but I just never neglect those free things that I can do because that's that's where the money is made right there on your body that's where the investment is you know so getting out getting sun um, as soon as you wake up meditating really reducing stress in the body you know it's these little things that um, it's much easier to complain about all the things I can't do than all the things that you can do, which may be a little bit harder to do, because mentally, you know, it's much easier, I think, for a lot of people to just be able to buy, you know, a healthy shake, right? You know, if I post the supplement, people run to it. But if I post, you know, get outside, move your body, it's free. Everyone's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I guess we need to charge it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, we have to take advantage of these. It's so funny. yeah,
1: For sure. For sure. Why do you think that is?
0: I'm not sure. Honestly, I just think that uh, a lot of people think what's the, what what can it really do? You know, what is me getting, I mean, I'll give you an example. Like a lot of people are like, what's me getting sun in the morning do? Well, getting a start, first off, starting your day in sun. Your digestion is the strongest when it's under the sun. It's The sun is the highest. Think of your digestion as the strongest, right? So I know many women suffer with appetite issues. So just being able to get out in the sun and mimic the strength of that can also just help digestion. And then also eating under the sun, like eating your breakfast, is also very beneficial for digestion. So you're mimicking nature, right? On top of that, getting vitamin D on your skin and in your eyeballs. I always tell people don't wear... Um, sunglasses as much as you you know usually do try to lessen the sunglasses um, because vitamin d gets processed through the eyes so when you're when you're making vitamin d in the morning it tells your body all right if i'm making vitamin d now that's when i can start making melatonin that night so it helps with your circadian rhythm and your circadian rhythm is just your internal clock right so you're waking up with the sun you're falling asleep with the with the sun So sun setting, you're setting, you're going to sleep, sun's coming up, you're coming up and that's when you're getting ready. So that's why also for women's hormones in general, I'm kind of against um, intermittent fasting because you're not taking advantage of that window in the morning when our digestion is the strongest. So just that alone can help so many people with there's sleep problems. I know so many people who don't sleep well, and when you don't sleep well, you're going to wake up in the morning. You're not going to feel energized. You're going to be going for that coffee two, three times a day. Then you're going to be running to the pre-workout before every single exercise. You're not going to want to even work out. And then on top of that, your body just craves carbs and just like not even the good carbs, like the crappy carbs. You're going to want to run to Wendy's. You're going to want to run to McDonald's, you know, so better sleep that's like the easiest thing I think people can get but we get too caught up in social media and our own thoughts and we don't take time to really wind down but I think for me like sleeping and getting sun are probably the they aren't they are the most important things that you could do for yourself and they're both free so it's like let's start there
1: yeah getting sleep I feel like so many people are losing on sleep because they're on social yes. media they're on the phone they're on the computer they're Watching a movie, Netflix, this that all these shows, you know, and some people have gotten to the habit of they need to watch TV before they fall asleep or they fall asleep in front of the screen, which I think is like crazy. Yeah,
0: Um, it's just overstimulation.
1: Yeah, and then of course the lack of lack of sun. I mean, I live in Michigan. I feel like we don't get
0: enough sun here. I don't know about you. Oh yeah, now we're in in New York time, so um, it's fall we like I think the sun the sun sets now like six five six o'clock so normally when I'm getting my after dinner walk it's already dark and I'm like oh my goodness I'm not getting that sleep but (laughs) a good way to kind of combat that because you know a lot of people want to run to supplementing vitamin d so if you're going to supplement vitamin d make sure it's in a liquid form it's the most absorbent so d3 with k2 because you need both to help absorb. And then also, this is another thing a lot of people don't know. Um, you also need magnesium. And getting a cod, um, codfish liver oil. Um, so a cod liver oil is going to also help with the vitamin D process. And magnesium also helps a lot. So I personally take a full spectrum magnesium, but a lot of people find more benefit in like a topical. So if you get a topical, magnesium chloride is also a great option. Um, it's also the most absorbent. A lot of people have poor gut health. So if you're constantly taking vitamins and pills, um, your gut might not be fully breaking it down. You might not be getting all the benefits. That's why I always say if you can get your vitamins in a topical form or a liquid form, that's the best for People who are just kind of trying to build up their gut, um, but they still want to be able to get all of their vitamins and nutrients. So a lot of people could be taking vitamins and they're not even absorbing half of it. So try to uh, get the them in liquid if you can. Uh, I know Mary Ruth's Organic sells a lot of like liquid probiotics, liquid um, multivitamins. She loves her liquids. So that's a good and also inexpensive an brand if you want to get started on some supplements. Uh,
1: what when, when do you think is a good age to to start taking vitamins?
0: Um I mean I would say I've always try to get it with your food, right? So if you could try to get it in your food as much as you can eating as much as you can eating a diverse amount of nutrients, eating with the seasons, that's really big too because um the fruits and vegetables that are in season are usually fruits and vegetables that we need for that season. So um, if you can get all of them with your vegetables, hopefully, with your fruits and vegetables and just your proteins, then hopefully you don't need to take a lot of vitamins. But if you're going to start, I would say, honestly, as soon as you can. I know they have kids' vitamins. Um, probiotics, I think, are always beneficial because we could always use a little help with our gut and keep our gut, gut flora just thriving. So I would start kids really early on a probiotic, at least, um, wow. multiple. For me, I'm, I'm kind of against multivitamins just because no one really knows their levels um, and you don't want to be taking too much or too little of something and then just think, okay, this is a multivitamin. This is all I need when a lot of the time people are taking multivitamins and they're just eating like crap the rest of the day and then you're not getting any additional nutrients. Plus, the most absorbent nutrients are going to be the ones you get from food. So I try to stay away as multivitamins as a quick fix because usually it's not really helping anybody. Um,
1: when, like, how, how does one know which vitamins to take?
0: Like brand wise or just like how to like, which ones in general? which ones
1: in general, yeah.
0: So what I am going to say is, um, obviously you, you want to get your vitamins and minerals checked if you're really, if you really feel like you're deficient in something. Um, but most people, especially if you're living in the North hemisphere, you're going to need some sort of vitamin um, D just because we just don't get enough. You know, most people, you really have to think about how often you're out in the sun. So most people aren't, we're a lot, we're indoors. We love to be indoors, especially this year. A lot of people were mostly indoors. So I wouldn't be shocked if many people were deficient in vitamin D. I know everything going on with COVID, many people who were dying were also vitamin D deficient. So I think this is a big wake up call for many people that we should be supplementing some sort of vitamin D or some sort of some sort of cod liver oil. Um,
1: And then the second
0: one, what was that? uh, What
1: happens uh, if someone is deficient in uh, vitamin D? Like what happens in the body in the mind?
0: It just weakens the immune system. So you're more susceptible to autoimmune diseases and other disorders and also just getting sick from like a cold and it being a really bad cold. You know, for me, um, it's not healthy to never get sick, right? Because you want to be able to expose yeah. your body to different um, viruses and bacteria. So if I do get sick, I remember when I used to get sick, I'd be sick. I'd get a cold and I'd be sick for like two weeks. And then my I'd have, I'd have a, like a lingering cough. Now I'm sick for maybe three days and my body's just like, all right, we're done. We're ready to go. Um, and that's how it should be. You should be able to bounce back fairly quickly from something like a, the common cold. Um, so yeah. You want, so vitamin D I think is very important for people to take. Um, and also just magnesium. We don't get enough magnesium in our soil anymore. Our soil is extremely depleted of minerals. We also used to get magnesium from our water, but our water is now crap. So I think, um, especially women can benefit from a magnesium supplement because also before our periods, we crave, um, chocolate, which is a form of magnesium deficiency. So, Another reason I think many women should take magnesium. It helps with cravings. It helps with sleep. It just it also helps synthesize vitamin D. So a lot of functions in the body. So those are my two go tos, along with a probiotic, because a lot of people have, just have crappy gut health with all the things that we eat, and we're poking holes in our gut. So those would probably be my top three. If I were to obviously not medical advice, but those are the top three that I think everyone should be taking, just because of the way our one diets are set up and our lifestyles are set up.
1: Now, if someone wants to kind of get a tailored idea of what they should take and they want
0: to talk to you more, um, where can they reach you? Uh, They can reach me just on my Instagram, uh, healthily. And I'm always answering questions. I love like helping people figure everything out. So definitely hit me up if you need anything. Um, Constantly helping people with all different types of issues that they have from not sleeping enough to not feeling motivated. So that's where you got me.
1: (laughs) Um, Would you say that being Albanian or like your origins from Montenegro, from Albania, um, and then obviously your parents and grandparents, do you think like their way, their ways of thinking, their ways of like what they think health should be has impacted you uh, along with like balancing obviously the American um,
0: uh, health or medicine in general? What would you say? Totally. Yeah, I mean, heart it's it's inter it's interesting because my I'm first generation on my dad's side, right? My dad was an immigrant. Um, and my mom is second generation, so she's been here. She was born here. Wow. Um and it's funny to see the way they both look at health. You know, my mom is a nurse, she works at a cancer hospital, so she's around people who are just, you know, ill every single day. And then my yeah. dad always worked in um hospitality but now since he's uh off of work and he's been just focusing on his writing and he's also been able to focus on his health so my dad is closer to me when it comes to um living you know he wants to start eating organic and he has his smoothies every day and he exercises and he walks um but then if you look up another level you have my grandma and she's all about like the she's very into like holistic. So she loves her teas and her bone broths. So um, I just aspire to be more like that. And she loves just gardening. I always grew up around her gardening. So I think that's kind of what's been brewing inside me to get closer and closer to that. So I'm actually even more interested to see the lineage even before my grandmother, and what their lifestyles were like, and how I can just get closer to that. So I think as Albanians, if we start getting a little bit closer to the um, original medicines that we had access to, like the reki in the socks and the vinegar in the socks and the potatoes on the forehead and all those holistic um, ail- uh, issue, like things that we used to do, um, I think we'll just be better. But she, she definitely inspired me a lot to get closer to the mountain life. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been back ever? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been back. I, I have a plan. I was supposed to go back this year. Didn't happen. So hopefully by next year, I'll be able to go and visit. Um, but I haven't been there in like six years, just because of work not being I like I, to me, I'm like, if I can't go for like a month, it's not worth it, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, once I can get like a full month off to go and just enjoy myself, I'm out. That's it. No one's seeing me. But yeah, so hopefully next year will be the year. I think a lot of people are excited to go since they missed out this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: me too. It's been, like, 12 years for me, girl.
0: Oh, my goodness, yeah. Years.
1: It's been so long. I just thought, like, because obviously I came here when I was 10. So mm-hmm. I was born there, and um I just feel like I had to give that focus to, like, America and, like, put my focus in, like, what it is totally. to be, like, American and immerse myself in the culture that is you know what I mean totally Um, yeah I think that's very important um so but I was I was thinking about going this year but everything is closed yeah I
0: know and I just I wouldn't honestly (laughs) go without my grandma just because I love going with her but hopefully next year is the year that we get to go and see more I mean it's so it's it's changed so much since the last time I went you know I was a teenager when I went so Um, yeah, now it's like so different, all the beach clubs and everything's just different. But thankfully we still have house in the, um, more in like the country side of 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 Olchen. So I still get to experience the farm life as much as I can. I've never been to that area. Gotta come, come visit. I will. I'd love to. Have you ever been to Southern Albania? No. So I think we should switch. i am (laughs) go, I'll go there and then we'll go. Because that's exactly what I want to (laughs) do. Yeah, we'll play a little suture. I have extra rooms. You're good.
1: (laughs) Uh, Vlora, Himara, Saranda, girl. It is. When I go, because I'm definitely going to go.
0: When I go, I'll hit you up and see where the hotspots are because I missed the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously.
1: Okay, so um, Liliana, would you say that you've turned this hobby, this passion, into a job
0: a paying job yeah so I started to take on clients the beginning of September so we just actually finished up our first 30day challenge and that was me kind of like easing into it but um, now I'm doing a two-week challenge also paid um, the first two weeks of October um, so we're doing that but I also have bigger plans right now to release an ebook which will be just like a guided full workout for six six weeks. Um, and I'll be taking on clients also through that. So hopefully we'll see that in 2021, the beginning of the year, so we could start off strong. Um, but yeah, that is the ultimate goal is to just take on, uh, fitness clients. And hopefully as things open up, I have other plans on, you know, working with brands and just little things like that. So hoping as my brand grows, the opportunities will grow also with it. But as of now, the only thing that's really coming out Um, business wise would be an ebook um, hopefully by the end of either the end of this year or the beginning of next year. So people will just have that opportunity to work out with me, do things on their own and just kind of really get started on their fitness goals from a holistic standpoint.
1: Definitely looking forward to that. Thank you. Welcome. Um, I also want to know because you've, you've reached the point where I think that you've reached some success in your life do you have any advice for someone that's like going after their dreams that's perhaps wants to follow in your footsteps or um, just advice in general for a younger generation will be nice to come where somebody's just like looking to find their way?
0: Totally. Um, the First thing I'm always going to say this is my fourth time, maybe fifth, uh, trying to put myself out there and do something that I love. So and the other four times that it didn't work out was because I listened to everybody else. Um, I listened to what our community would think or what our community said. We listened to, you know, this person not liking this thing and that thing and are liking who I am. Um, and I still get that today, but I just blocked out the noise and I do what I want because I trust in myself. So I think if you truly, I mean, it might sound cliche, but if you just don't care what anybody else thinks. Right. So those people don't know what you've been on and how you've been through your journey or what you've gone through. Um, and you need to really just trust your process and just block out the noise. And that's it. You know um, it's been a long time coming for me. So I've, I've dappled in a few other areas. I tried getting into um, you know, women empowerment groups. I tried doing the modeling thing. I tr- You know, there's a lot that I, I tried and um, yeah, maybe some people were right. It wasn't for me when I was doing it. I didn't want to listen, but I think that's the beauty of putting yourself out there, right? You know, who I never thought that my brand would be what it is, right? It just started of me showing my acne journey. I was like, Hey, guys, I have pimples, and I'm gonna try to heal them. This is what's happening. And people are like, keep posting, because I'm struggling too. And that's how it started. You know, that's, I just, you know, that's how I started it up. Uh, so you I don't think if anyone's ever really going to know what they want to do until they're kind of just doing it, but you just have to stick through it and not listen to the haters because at the end of the day, those are just projections of what they can't do. And um, there's this quote and I'm not really sure exactly how it goes, but it's uh, don't, don't um, take criticism from someone you wouldn't ask for advice. So that's something that always stuck with me because there's a lot of people who like to criticize and I'm like, I wouldn't, I would never ask you for your opinion anyway. So why am I going to worry about, I wouldn't come to you for advice Like you know, those little people that I would go to for advice. And that's obviously my, my parents, my grandma, my boyfriend, my brother, uh, my best friends. Those are, those are the only people. So if I'm getting criticism from them, then I know I'm doing something, but I'm getting criticism from anybody else. Then who cares? Right. It's, That's not their job. That wasn't their place. No one asked them. So I kind of just use that as my motivation to keep going. And I keep my circle really tight. And it keeps getting smaller as the years progress. But that's kind of what happens when you truly find something you're passionate about. You're going to have people um, go away from you. You're going to have people get closer to you. And I think we shouldn't focus too much on the ones that are flying away. We just got to keep focused on the ones that are here for us. So that's the advice I would have all in all for trying to pursue your dreams is don't listen to anybody except yourself and your inner circle.
1: Good advice. Um, what would you say, uh, like how do you handle rejection, stress or this idea of like the self image of like perfection?
0: Mm, I struggle with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I used to struggle with them more. I've definitely gotten way better. Uh, but my, my coach right now, so I have my own coach, Lindita, also Albania, amazing Albania girl from um, Michigan, uh, Lindita Naturalista. So she's actually my coach and she helps me emotionally through a lot of these rougher times that I have. And a big thing that was always, uh, you know, important to me was just being perfect, right? And um, and it's also like really re- relevant in the book that I'm reading right now called "The Bre- Breaking the Good Girl Myth. And it's literally about this. It's like we have this myth that everything needs to be perfect and it needs to be you know, this way and that way. And, but at, at the end of the day, it doesn't need to be like that at all. We just have to be able to be vulnerable with ourselves and real and raw. And I noticed the more vulnerable I am on my Instagram and on my, all my social medias and the more I just kind of talk on my day to day, the more people can relate to me and the more people just can see that I'm, I genuinely care about what I'm doing. So I don't need to, you know, try to come on every single day like, hi, guys, I had my perfect um, organic smoothie and I did this and I did that. And I'm like, yo, today I didn't want to do crap, you know, and that's just how I try to live my life where it's like I notice the more vulnerable I am, the more people actually see me as perfect because I'm not, you know, I'm just... Perfectly myself, and that's all I need to ever be. So that's kind of how I view perfection now, as opposed to how I used to want it to be, where it was always like, All right, this is what I do, and this is my perfect thing. And then in the minute, like, no, I just don't care. I'm like, whatever.
1: I think that's the best advice uh, that anyone could ever give, especially to like younger <laughs> Albanian women. Just yeah. like own your thing, like, no one else yeah. is like you, and love yourself. It comes back to like self love self-acceptance and especially I guess like being in health or you know when you look at the model when you look at these Victoria's Secret models they're like so thin and and you know it's just not healthy to compare yourself to somebody who's a six foot plus you know yeah yeah or just this addiction you know on social media so there's just so much happening so I think that that advice just falls right in line with what we all need to hear
0: yeah, totally. I just, you know, I think being perfect is overrated. But as long as you could be perfectly yourself, that's the best advice I could give anybody because no one can recreate that, right? It's it's you. It's just who you are. Um, so I don't try to come on every day and say that all my meals are perfect and A1 and I, I do everything to the T. Like, no, I do the best with what I got if, with where I am right now. And I try to express that to people that we don't have to be so hard on ourselves. We don't have to be so hard on our bodies. Um, we don't have to be so hard on our journey, you know? Um, and I think that's why my um, brand became what it was because I started with all my imperfections. I was like, hey, this is my um, face. This is what it looks like. And that's just what it is. And people really wanted to see more of that, of me being more vulnerable with myself. So I think that's really what kind of kickstarted it. You know, if I came on every day, and I was like, my skin is perfect and I have no problems. Then I don't think I would be healthily, you know?
1: Yeah. You cut off a little bit there. Um, what else would you say? Like what inspired, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. What, what would you say inspires you the most or like motivates you the most for the future? Like where, where do you see yourself in the future?
0: Oh my God. Well, definitely the first thing I want is a healthy family. That's like, especially my boyfriend and I, like that's our biggest goal in the future yeah. is obviously get engaged, get married and just have a healthy family. But I do have like really big goals to step away from social media and do something physical, like physical that people can either go to or attain um, and just really meet one-on-one with people. I'm not like big on, I know I'm like perfect on social media and I do all these things um, and I love creating content and stuff, but I love getting face-to-face with people. You know, all my clients, I make sure I get on FaceTime with them. I love being in person with them. So in the future, I would love to do some sort of retreats or um, like a luncheon or a convention of some sort that really brings people closer to the health community. So that's really just um, the goal for me is to have a healthy, happy family somewhere with a lot of lands and just really bring people closer to their true selves, which I really think is the closest to nature, right? So that's really the goal in the future. Like if we want to talk five year, 10 year plan um, is to move away from social and have something a little bit more attainable that people could physically go to.
1: I would join you. I, would I hope there. so. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, anything else that you'd like to share before we uh... wrap?
0: I think, I I mean, I will say like people who are first starting off and they get so overwhelmed. Um, I always just say, pick, this is like my favorite advice to get to start people. I was like, pick one thing every month that you want to really focus on. Right. Because I think if we get, we get too caught up in all the things that we could be doing, but every month I just try to focus on literally one thing. So obviously now it's October, it's getting a little bit um, colder. So you know, my goal in August is going to be different than what it is in October. But October, for me, I'm like, all right, this is the month where every day I'm going to have some sort of movement to keep my body not only warm, but just healthy and top notch so that when winter illnesses come around, my body can fight it and I feel good. So for me, that's my October goal. Obviously, I have other mini goals along the way, but I always just take things little by little. And I and as long as I focus on my one goal, all the other goals are little bonuses of the day. And I just feel better knowing that I did all these little extra things instead of trying to pack my day with all these goals. And then if I don't hit all of them, I get really down on myself and sad. So I always say one is easy. Everything else is a bonus.
1: Awesome. Good thing. Yes. I just noted that. I just wrote it down. Pick one <laughs> thing every month you want to focus on.
0: Down. Stay yes. on it. Yeah. And I just write a little sticky note and I slap it right somewhere that I could see it every single day. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like whether it's drink water, I will literally if I mean, I drink a lot of water. But if I were to start drinking more water, and I wanted to, I would write like 10 sticky notes, and I put it all over my house. So every time I saw it, I'm like, shit, okay, I got to go drink. water. (laughs) You know, you got to make it a little bit easier for yourself, especially when you're first starting out. And then it becomes easy. Your body's gonna start craving it, you're just gonna do it naturally. And then the next month when you start something else that's new, you're like, shit, I already did like, I already have like three staples in my life. I meditate, I drink water and I move every day. That's great. Now I'm going to add another thing. So it gets a little bit easier and that's how you start a lifestyle. So instead of trying, I always say, don't try to implement 500 things. It's it's not sustainable. It's not attainable that like, especially people first starting off, it's overwhelming, you know? So take it easy on yourself.
1: Awesome. Really, really nice, simple, yet like just clear advice. You know, that's the really- point. Yeah, to the point. You know, uh, yesterday I saw a post uh, on your story. You're like, water and drink more of that you had put on there. I was like, okay, where's my water? Because I haven't drinking yep. water all day. You know, everybody. So I just want to <laughs> let you know that like all of that is so appreciated. It's being seen and it's it's truly helpful. Sure. And I want to thank you so much for coming on Vebra, a podcast. Thank you for having sharing, me sharing a bit of your story. And your amazing advice, and we look so we we look forward to just seeing you grow, and and uh, we, what else do you have in store for us with your ebook. Yeah, and so excited. Hope, yeah, and I'll hopefully meet in person and do, uh, you know, just kind of record uh, an interview. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, and follow us on Instagram at Vepra Podcast.